Just Go With It is a podcast hosted by two millennials who swear. And also, it's about horror films, so listener discretion is advised. We will put specific content warnings in the show notes. Boo. <laughs> There's okay. a ghost inside of me. <laughs> There's a ghost inside of me. I almost said speaking of in being inside something, but then I was like, um, well, I mean. There is. There at, is, At though. the end when they spit out the, yeah. There's a lot of bone on it, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> if that's enticed you. We're talking about the host. Stephanie Myers. No! <laughs> I can't tell you how many people sent us that picture and they were like, woo, can't wait. I was like, I knew this was going to be an issue. No. We were talking about the host from 2006. Yes. Is it South Korean? Yes. South Korean horror film. It's like a creature monster kind of movie, yeah. I think. Some people say it's like a kaiju film. I know. I was like, I, I looked it up and I wasn't sure. It might, The one I looked up said monster film. Yeah. But then I was like... I, I think it's monster, like, yeah. but I'm not, like, totally dead set on anything, but, like, I, I don't know if there are size requirements for kaiju right? films. <laughs> I'm like, what's the, we'll have to argue about it someday. Yeah. Because I don't know. Once I, you know, actually research it, we can argue about it. <laughs> someday. When yeah. we, you'll research it, I'll do nothing, and I'll show up and be like, I got this. <laughs> Maybe someday. And I won't. <laughs> All right. I am, I've got facts this time. I'm ready. I, what, was it last time where I showed up and I had nothing? No, that was the time before. When you had COVID. <laughs> I showed up and had no facts. And I was like, okay, where do we start? <laughs> You're like, it's been so long, I don't remember what we do. Fuck! I don't have notes. Shut off the Zoom. I was like, fuck! <laughs> okay, some facts. You looked at me really seriously and I was like, should I not? It was directed by Bong Joon-ho. Yes. Uh, also directed Barking Dogs Never Bite, Memories of Murder, Snowpiercer, Parasite, and Okja. Mm. All great, I think. Well, I've not seen two of them, but I've heard they're great. <laughs> I've just never heard anyone say that they didn't like these movies. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I've heard about Barking Dogs Never Bite. I've heard of Memories of Murder, and then I've seen Parasite and Okja, and I've heard Snowpiercer is good, but yeah. the show is better, I guess? Mm. We'll have to look it up. We talked about this before, and I was like, I don't know which one was better, but I thought it was the show. We'll see. Who knows? I've only seen the movie. <laughs> I was like, I've seen neither. So, Okay. Uh, Parasite was the first South Korean film to receive Academy Award nominations, um, and it went on to win Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay. Mm-hmm. I was so excited when it won. I remember going nuts. Yeah. I, I lost it a little bit. I love that movie. Um, also, the movie was written by Bong Joon-ho, also uh, Han Won-jun, and Byak Chul Hyun. Trying my best. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find a lot of information on the other two writers, but they all wrote it together. Um, cinematography was... Kim Hyung-koo, this person had so many credits, mm. just like a ridiculous amount. And I wrote down a few. I didn't know any of them, but I would like to. Um, so the first one, Summer Arousal, <laughs> Please Don't Save Me, Hotel by the River, Grass, and A Tiger in Winter. Hmm. And then uh, I believe this is the music. So Lee Byung-woo uh, wrote Three, A Tale of Two Sisters, All for Love, and Mother. A Tale of Two Sisters was on our list. Yes. A Tale of Two Sisters. I've been wanting to see that one. I've seen stuff about that one. The other ones I didn't know anything about, but that was the one I recognized, so I wrote that one down. Um, in The King and the Clown, which I wrote down just because I like clowns. Because you like clowns. <laughs> you know, I've got a thing for clowns. Um, so that was all that. 
Uh, and now for the budget. Mm-hmm. The budget, and this is, I, I checked, I made sure that this was in, um, this is US dollars. Okay. So, because they had both, so I wrote this down. Budget was $11 million. Um, Do you know how much it made? This was before he was super well-known. Uh, $20 million? $89.4 million. Fuck! <laughs> I always guess the wrong direction! But that's, I mean, I was surprised, because I thought the same thing you did, where yeah. I was like, oh, this was like before, you know, like there were a few before this, but yeah. I was like, this one maybe wasn't huge. No, people loved it, apparently. It's like super well-rated, but yeah. it's like how much do you expect people to know that in right. advance? <laughs> Apparently they were, I don't know, people either were like really excited, maybe marketing was good, I don't Mm. know, but people loved it, so. And I think that is correct. (laughs) Um, Okay, I've got some fun facts. This time I actually found some facts. Unlike the last two times where I've been like, fuck if I know. (laughs) Okay, so some of the filming actually did take place in the real sewers near the Han River, and uh, like rather than on a set. Uh, And during filming, they would have to deal with really intense weather changes. Um, cold temperatures would cause the sewer water to freeze and it would have to be broken up and then like melted down so that way they would have water instead of ice. Um, but then during hot and windy temperatures, the water would evaporate and silt would turn to dust and basically set would become like a dust storm. Oh my God. So it would get into like crew and cast like eyes and face. So like... Sewer dust. (laughs) Sewer dust. Oh. So that was apparently something they had to really work around. Um, I don't know how much was actually filmed, like, in the sewers, but it, it sounds like if they had to deal with both of those kinds of temperatures, it had to be a solid amount, Yeah, I would think. Because if you're only going to do, like, one scene in the sewers, you're right. like, maybe we build a set for this, but if right. you planned, like, multiple scenes, you're like, we power through. So they had to have had multiple scenes. It seems really cool. Yeah. Um, and then also, this is about the creature. So, according to the director, the creature is based on an actual article about a fish that they found in the Han River that had, like, an S-shaped spine. Um, So, he wanted to kind of do that same thing, where the creature came from something that could potentially be in the river already. Um, Which is why, in the beginning, they do that thing with the cup, to show, like, oh, this is, like, I, I think the way they described it was they wanted to show it in its humble beginnings. Of like, look how small it Baby is. monster. It, right? They were like, look how, it's so cute. It fits in the cup. And I I remember watching that part and being like, oh, this is going to come back. Like that guy is going to become like, like a monster because he gets bit. Nope. It's truly just a huge monster. Uh-huh, <laughs> Which uh-huh, is uh-huh. not what I was, ex- I mean, I was because of the, the poster, but I thought it would also have to deal with, I don't know, yeah. with them because it was called the host. So I thought it'd be like, that was okay. a host body. Oh, uh, and... yeah. Why is it called the host? I'm not sure. I, I wasn't. I was going to ask you if you knew, because I thought in the beginning when it bit him that that was the start. I thought he was going to become like the host and pass it on. And it would be a monster mixed with like, not zombie, but like um, yeah. brain, like a... Parasite. Yeah, uh, like, like a parasite. Control. Yes. Yeah. So I thought it would be like that. Yeah. And then that never happened. Maybe and it's I was called like, hmm. the host because there's the virus narrative. Maybe. And maybe like that's it. the host of a virus yeah. is the one that like holds it and passes maybe it on. That's, and so it's maybe it's that. referencing the fake virus. Yeah. So whatever it is, it, it's just interesting. But the father is the host of the the virus that is the, oh, yeah. the quote-unquote virus. I, oh, God, I love this movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. But those are my fun facts. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think how to even like a really shitty American man makes a poor environmental choice and – a lot of people have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that that part does not really come back. 
Like, it kind of does, but like it's the reason the fish mutated, right? But but it's just yeah. like that sucks. Yep, you'll never see that man again. You'll like, never see him punished. You'll no. never see like him responsible for his <laughs> actions. Yeah, it's just like that sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> bye. It made me so mad. Yeah. Oh, you'll get even angrier in your corner then. <laughs> you told me nerd corner was sad, and I was like, I'm ready. I'm mm-hmm. ready. Mm-hmm. I can do this. <clears throat> but I'm excited to hear that you sum it up. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Careless American military personnel dump camp. I want it. It's one person that yeah. was careless and one person that was forced to do it. Right. So don't put that on him. No. Mr. Kim did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong. So careless American military personnel dump chemicals into South Korea's Han River. Several years later, a creature emerges from the tainted waters and sinks its ravenous jaws into local residents. When the creature abducts their daughter, a vendor and his family decide that they are the only ones who can save her. They're not right. wrong. They're not wrong. That's a pretty good summary. Um, what are you looking for? <laughs> I saw it. I was like, I hope she doesn't notice. I was trying to like move my laptop. I thought it was behind it. It's right there. I was looking for my wine. It's like in front of me. It was blocked. I got it. Relax. Shut I remember up, that time that you were trying to lean away, and I was like, is she, what's, what's happening? <laughs> I was trying to be polite. And lean away to, like, burp or something, and Kate was just like, you okay? What are you doing? I was like, don't mention What's going it? on? <laughs> I was like, that. <laughs> I just wanted to be nice to you. And I was skeptical and suspicious. I looked scared. In your defense, I was like, I leaned away with eyes wide. And just eye contact, eye contact, eye contact. I wanted you to know that I was still listening, Uh but I realized now that it was like fear in my eyes. And I was like, sorry. It was just being like, like, what's going on? How do I convey I'm trying to be polite and also I have to (laughs) There's no good way, folks. I found out. (laughs) Good thing we're having a good time now because it's nerd corner. (laughs) And I'm excited to be sad. Oh, fuck me. Okay. Right. okay. I was like trying to think, because you always ask me like, what do you think it's going to be yes. about? So I had like topics lined out, right? And I was okay. like, maybe this, maybe that. And then we got here and you went, so Nerd Corner said, and I went, so all of mine are out. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I thought it was going to be like genre movies that are specifically about like environmental things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. Or I thought it would be like about like bonds of families and how that can tie into horror. So I was like, what's it going to be? Yeah. What is it, Kate? Well, we'll get there in a second. <laughs> One of the things that I thought about covering yeah. was pacing in comedy Yeah, horror, okay. Because we're going to talk about it in general mm-hmm. conversation time, but, like, I was just amazed by the pacing yes. really and how it just, it doesn't give you a fucking chance. And so I thought I was going to cover that, mm-hmm. and I was just going to cover this thing as, like, a buy thing, and then, yeah. oh, no, it's the whole thing. <laughs> so I don't know if we've had one that's been, like, really great pacing, besides maybe, like, uh, Train to Busan. Mm, that's the other one where yeah. I but then again that's more like character driven good yeah. stuff like I don't know we'll see we'll get to it we'll get there yeah I'm excited okay so watching the movie mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to dig into politics of some of it but right. I didn't know where to start and Google helped me out oh. uh, as it almost never does yeah I was like Check thanks Google, Google. Come for me. Uh, so when I googled the host it mm-hmm. auto populated based on a true story and I was like well, that can't be right but actually it kind of can if you're referencing the very first scene of the film oh shit the opening scene of the host shows an American doctor ordering a Korean doctor to dump formaldehyde down the drain. The Korean doctor's like, that's a public health hazard and against the law. The American's like, let's think broadly about this and also I hate dust. And while some of the details may not be known, uh, like the demeanor of the asshat American who right. hate it, there actually was an incident in 2000 where 20 gallons of formaldehyde were poured down the drain. At in 2000? Mm-hmm. Sorry, like the 20 gallons is what should have got me. But it was the fact that that was not that long ago. 
When you said years. true story, I was expecting like 70s, 80s. No. We'll also go back to the 70s and Nerd Corner. Oh, but good. All right. Yeah, we're starting more recent Holy with shit. those sins. How have I... Yeah, so the Army said that it would have been diluted with other wastewater and gone to wastewater treatment facility. No. Um, I have a quote from a New York Times article. Uh, the Green Korea organization charged that the amount of the formaldehyde leakage was far greater than the U.S. command said, and that it was poured down a drain that eventually led not into a sewage treatment facility, but into the Han River, which bisects Seoul. And the Han River is one of the biggest sources of drinking water <gasps> for 12 million people. So... This, like, I read a ton of articles because I was like, I need to know more about this. I need to know everything. And, you know, go figure when it comes to foreign policy when we're not the good person. There's just not a lot of articles that are really helpful in telling of our crimes. Mm. Uh, So the the articles just have shitty fucking titles that I think are minimizing. So I I can only imagine. The New York Times article was pretty short and it was titled, U.S. Dumping of Chemicals Riles Koreans. Oh my god. Riles? It's literally like, America made like a tiny whoopsie and now people are mad. Mm -hmm. It was an oopsie daisy. (laughs) Everyone's done it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Who hasn't just, whoops, a little brown hide. So they're referencing protests that occurred in the months after the dumping of hazardous chemicals, and it sounds like the writer's saying they're just a little bit annoyed right now. They're peevish. They're a little riled up. (laughs) I can't. That's so stupid. Yeah. So there were a lot of articles with titles like that. Uh, And then uh, most articles also pointed out that when the United States was like, yeah, we did that, uh, it was the first public apology since their presence in South Korea in 1950 and 53, like 353. It was the first public apology from the U.S. Army to any Koreans. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not funny, but it's just like, I really oh, thought it'd be longer. Like, I'm surprised that... We ever apologize? No. Honestly. Uh, yeah. So... Wow. This leads us back even further, because it's like, that's the first time we've apologized in our long presence there. Like, we have been stationed in South Korea for 70 years now. So, let's kind of go back. The opening scene of the movie, where the American doctor does the shitty shit... Uh, is a very direct call-out to a real incident, but it's far from the most serious action or yeah. the only one. Yeah. So what is undisputed is that the U.S. Army used Agent Orange in Vietnam from 61 to 71 and along the border between North Korea and South Korea in 1968. So I want to go into a quick summary of Agent Orange. Yes, please. If there's anyone out there like me who only knew the very basics. Like, I was going to say, I don't. Agent Orange equals bad is like my level of knowledge okay. before yeah. this. And so I learned a lot. <laughs> That's basically what I've got. So. Yeah. I was, like, enough to be, like, someone says it and everything clenches, but I didn't know. Of course not, because, like you said before, if it's anything we've done wrong, they won't teach it to us. No. And that's why I'm, like, I feel terrible when people are, like, oh, that was so bad. I'm, like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. But they don't tell us. Nope. And, like, I should educate myself. I know that. But it's also just so weird to me and horrible that, like, I've never even, I don't know. Yikes, continue. Yeah, so. (laughs) Yikes, bikes, indeed. Yes. Uh, so Agent Orange is classified as a defoliant, meaning that it removes the foliage leaves from plants. Defoliants and herbicidals were sprayed heavily in Vietnam as part of Operation Ranch Hand. The goal of the operation was to destroy any cover that could be used by the Viet Cong and destroy any food that could sustain them. So the goal was to basically say, like, you have these beautiful lush forests that you can hide in. So and we're going to we strip them that. of all of their leaves and we're going to destroy your farmland. So over the course of 10 years, a range of herbicidals were used. 10 years. 10 years. Uh, they were called the rainbow herbicides. 
Stop giving them sick ass names. I know because they're bad. Because they're bad. I loved. I can't get over Agent Farmhand or whatever. The sta- what was it? Operation Ranch Hand. Ranch Ranch Partner. Partner. But like, yeah, uh, it doesn't deserve that. I think the people that were in it were called Ranch Handers. <sighs> oh God, they had the worst fucking quote. Ranch Handers. Let me. We'll put that up. sounds like something you'd do in bed. Yeah. Give him the old ranch hand, you know what I'm saying? It sounds like a cowboy but, move. <laughs> it does. It's like, you want reverse cowgirl, it, I want Operation Ranch Hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. It's really it's not, not funny, funny what we did. The name like, is bad. The name is, they're giving these the worst names. Like, Rainbow whatever. I'm like, Rainbow where, do they, where do these come from? So, like, you know the U.S. Forest uh, Service poster, like this Smokey yeah. the Bear slogan, only you yeah. can prevent forest fires? Yes. I, Hold on, quick thing. I can't say only you can prevent forest fires because I know of a long-form pun that's about monks that own a garden center and only you can prevent florist friars. Get out! <laughs> and so I can't say forest I fires. I watched you think really hard about it. And I'm like, you're there. That's what he yeah. says. And then you were like, well, hold on. All right, so there's an explanation for this confused look. You're like, only you can Forest fires. Forest fires. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, the uh, ranch handers' yeah. motto was "Only you can prevent a forest." I hate that it has like I hate that they're giving them like little catchy names, like little things. These are horrible atrocities, and they were just like, "What if we called them ranch handers?" And yeah. like, I hate that. That's funny. That's like <laughs> I said, ranch handers, and in my head I went, "That's funny." Yeah, no, it's not. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, most of today has been laugh to deflect the pain. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I, it's very much like. <laughs> <laughs> the nervous laughter of like, yeah. What else can I make fun of? Yeah. So the rainbow herbicides Dang. were, yeah, green, pink, blue, purple, white, and orange. Blue, orange, and white were the most used. Uh, in total, around 19 million gallons of herbicidals were sprayed over 4.5 million acres of forest and 500,000 acres of farmland. You said blue, orange, and white. Yes. Yikes. Those were the most common ones. Yeah. Uh, one estimate said that around 20% of the forests in South Vietnam were sprayed at least once during that time period. Of that 19 million gallons, 13 million gallons of it was Agent Orange. Yeah. And the most important... Yeah. The most important aspect of Agent Orange regarding health Mm -hmm. is the presence of dioxin. Agent Orange is a combination of two active chemicals that Mm -hmm. when they're combined will create the byproduct dioxin. It's not like included on purpose. It is a byproduct of a chemical reaction. Uh, and the specific dioxin is TCDD. I'm not going to say the whole fucking word because it's, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Godspeed. Uh, Fine. <laughs> yeah. Godspeed indeed. Uh, Godspeed. Uh, so this dioxin is a known carcinogen, meaning it is known to cause cancer. Yeah, it was like, I, I don't know why, but I know that, that, I don't know. Yeah. And we'll come back to dioxin, so ears open okay. on that. Got it. So it's worth noting that the use of Agent Orange was also controversial at the time. It wasn't something that we did not knowing that there would be consequences we or that there could know. be. And it's like we might not have known like the exact far-reaching consequences, but we knew that it was uh, it was it's controversial. Unsafe. Yeah. Like it's not it was like this isn't a good thing we're doing, but uh one of the things that the army personnel said was that I don't remember which article I found this in, but I I have all of my citations right. in my show notes. But one of them was like, yeah, we knew that it would be harmful to the enemy, but we had no idea it would be harmful to the people that handled it. Yeah. And that's what matters, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. According to the Department for Veteran Affairs, there are 14 serious illnesses that vets who came into contact with Agent Orange are at heightened risk of developing. 
These include several kinds of cancer, Parkinson's disease, diabetes, certain types of heart and liver disease, and hypothyroidism. It's not just the vets, though. Their children were also impacted. Well, I'm sure, because... Congenital conditions, yeah, like, like spina bifida, have been tied to contact with Agent Orange by the parent. And that is just the people who were handling it. The people that were, like, loading it. The people that were moving it. What and about they, the people they that the were, ones that were there, like, breathing it in? What about the people that were targeted by it? I don't want to know, but I, I gotta know. So, the more immediate impacts were darkening of the skin, liver problems, and skin disease. That's for short-term exposure. Oh, my God. The spraying was done across the country for 10 years. Plus, it is, quote, highly persistent, so it really hangs on in the environment. It's also stored and accumulated in fatty tissue. Well, also think about, like, they're spraying it on their food. So, yeah. like, I'm sure people ate that food. Like, oh, we're going to get there. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> that had to have lasting effects on the food for years. Ten years. Oh, okay, I'm spiraling. Yeah. I'm we're spiraling. We're going to get there. Okay. Okay, I'll let we uh, Okay. Uh, I just need to sit down. Yeah. I need to sit <laughs> I need extra. to sit harder. <laughs> uh, so it's stored in accumulated fatty tissue, of which humans and all animals have. Surprise. And it's been demonstrated in studies to be, quote, highly toxic, even in minute doses. So small amounts of dioxin are toxic. So it hangs out in the water where fish are exposed. The birds and creatures eat the, the fish water. that are exposed. The, the humans birds. eat those animals and they're exposed. And it remains in our fatty tissue and our children are... Well, not our. I don't have... <laughs> I was <Okay>. not... <laughs> but the people that ingested the fish that had dioxin, their children have impacts. And I'm pretty sure fishing is very big. Oh, like, yeah. Bit. Like, that's... Yeah. Uh, so, quote, developing fetuses are particularly sensitive to dioxin, which is also linked to miscarriages, spina bifida, and other problems with fetal brain and nervous system development. Oh, my God. So, it wasn't just... Like, not to minimize it. It wasn't like, okay, this is released, and then everyone, like, is sick, but in, like, five years, no one will know what happened. Well, because... Generations. I was going to say, because this is ten years, and it stays in the fatty tissue. And it I, stays in the environment. it stays in the environment. The water, the plants, the... Oh, my the God. The soil. It relates oh, to... Oh, the like, soil, because then whatever grows there, yeah. I'm spiraling! Yeah, it really accumulates in water and sediment. They never would have taught us any of this. No. And I would have had a... If I had heard this as like a fifth grader, <sighs> I would have lost my mind. And I probably should have heard it. I probably would have defected. <laughs> right? And be like in my room like, I don't want to go. And right? my parents would be like, we have no choice. <laughs> you are... <laughs> you gotta. <clears throat> I am uh, losing it. Yeah. And we don't have time to get into the like oh. absolute devastation it did to the environment. Right. Because like... It destroyed farmland on purpose, but then they couldn't grow crops or because... Obviously, like... Yeah. And there's, like, because of the environmental degradation and loss and just devastation, like, that also creates human loss because they starve, (laughs) because they eat food that's poisonous. Uh, So it's harder to quantify those deaths, and we just don't... Like, I started reading a summary report by someone about, like the ecological devastation and i was like i don't i can't like like i it's i need to read it at some point because like it's worth reading to hear like what people have gone through and like what we did yeah but i don't have time to go into into it justice right (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, exactly uh it's hard to quantify that because like how do you count what you never had Mm -hmm. how do you count what was taken from you before you could grow it that's god yeah (laughs) So if we're looking at the readily calculable human cost, quote, around, oh, I can't say numbers, around 400,000 people were killed or maimed as a result of exposure to herbicides like Agent Orange. 
400,000. In addition, Vietnam claims half a million children have been born with serious birth defects, while as many as 2 million people are suffering from cancer or other illnesses caused by Agent Orange. Yeah. Astronomical numbers. Yeah. Absolutely huge. Uh, so we've established that the U.S. Army sprayed defoliants, the majority of which was Agent Orange, for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, in not only Vietnam, but also the border between North and South Korea. Right. I don't know if it was called the DMZ then or if it was that, but it's like... There was a border between, or there is a border between the countries, and they, like, wanted to clear it the fuck out so that no one could sneak I over. I see. Right. So that's why it was used, like, right there. So oh we also know Agent Orange contains dioxin as a byproduct, and dioxin is highly persistent. It's a carcinogen and toxic in very small doses. And initially, I was also going to dive into the 2011 reports from Army vets about burying Agent Orange 55-gallon drums in the late 70s at a South Korean Army base. But since the reports came out after the movie, I didn't want to include that as a tie right, to the movie. Right, because it's not, yeah. Because it's not directly tied to the movie. But I do have that information, and it's in my extended show notes, because it's important to recognize yeah. the shit that we've done. Uh, so we can now pivot from the history of yeah. Agent Orange and the actual dumping of formaldehyde down the drain in 2000 and look at the first scene of the movie and yeah. the last bit of the movie. Yeah. So as mentioned, the first scene is basically a recreation of what happened in terms of outcome. Right. American military personnel dumped toxic chemicals down the drain knowing that they shouldn't in a country that, like, they don't care about. Yeah, why not? And this is used to show the origin story of our monster. Mm-hmm. The origin story of the monster terrorizing the South Korean city is American malfeasance. So most articles mention that it's not a subtle metaphor. And right. that doesn't... Like, it doesn't have to be subtle to be effective. Right. And the link is further strengthened throughout the movie where we see the involvement of U.S. officials causing further harm. So Gongdo is told outright that the virus does not exist, but the American doctor is going to do his damnedest to hide that fact, including drilling into his skull while he's still awake. Uh, they use the threat of contagion to justify the deployment of Agent Yellow. And again, not a very subtle reference, but effective nonetheless. And the announcements of this use of Agent Yellow are broadcast in both Korean and English. Yeah. So if you're like me and you don't know much at all about Korean politics or military maneuvers, an article helpfully provided the following things. So um, the article is talking about like anti-American sentiment within the film mm-hmm. and basically how it's saying like, yeah, you dumped formaldehyde in our water. Yes, you have a history of leaving toxic chemicals places. Yes, you've done this. And uh, so it also pointed out this aspect that I didn't know. <laughs> And so, quote, another topic of anti-American annoyance is the doctrine of operational control. It's also called OPCON, mm-hmm. which dictates that the U.S. will command South Korean military forces if war ever breaks out with the North. Many in South Korea, including President Moon Jae-in, think that this doctrine undermines South Korea's sovereignty and should come to an end. In the host, the Americans have operational control and Koreans get hurt or humiliated as a result. The article was written in 2018, so I Googled it. Yeah. Be like, do we still have operational control? And the most recent update I found was from end of 2021 mm-hmm. and said that Opcon transfer was in progress. Mm-hmm. But as a release of this movie, Opcon was firmly in the hands right. of the U.S. Army. So knowing this helps me understand the characterization of the Korean military officials. They're shown as like bumbling and inept, but ultimately the U.S. is managing the military response. Yeah. So there may be like critiques of bureaucracy, but it's embedded within the understanding that the U.S. Army is in charge of this shit show. They are the ones making all of the shit choices. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So throughout my notes, like when I'm watching the movie, I talk about the juxtaposition of grief and humor. Mm-hmm. And we're not unfamiliar with horror comedy right. by any means. But this one in particular, like I wrote so many times in my notes, grim as shit, funny as fuck. Oh, I know. But then the last arc of the movie is just more clearly tragic. Yes. <laughs> so it still has its comedic moments, mm-hmm. like when Namil fumbles the all-important Molotov right. toss. 
but we also see the immediate trauma from a biological weapon. Agent Yellow. And it's shocking. <laughs> People are bleeding from the ears, vomiting up blood, collapsing, suffocating. It's showing the immediate reaction to a toxin that we didn't see in the same way with Agent Orange. Even 50 years after like spraying Agent Orange, there are impacts on the health and well-being of anyone that came into contact with it through like direct contact or inheritance. Gosh. But slow violence isn't as visible or understandable as fast right. violence. And the scene with Agent Yellow reframed a lot for me. <laughs> because with that last scene... Like, we see the ongoing trauma from Splintered Family. Hyunseo is dead. Seju's brother's dead. Gongdo and Seju live in a snack bar alone on a snowy night next to the water where the horror begun. So, like, we do see the long-form trauma, but we also see the very fast physical yeah. impacts of that biological weapon. So, like, yeah, we have a monster movie, but it also draws attention to slower and less visible forms of violence. And that's right. gonna stick with me. Oh, yeah. This is an interesting way. Because, like, obviously you can't show... 10 years worth of dumping and then obviously years and years and years after that of consequences so this is an interesting way to be like this is what it's about but we're condensing it and making it something else to be like see like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this one sent me into a uh, i'm losing it over here yeah God. it's uh it I was infuriated and it took a long time to do the research because I wanted to, like, first of all, I always want to have my facts in order. Right. But then there's trying to balance, like, when we're taught that certain types of things are legitimate and other types aren't, but the only things we legitimize are controlled by the people who did the things. Right. How do you find facts? And right. so, like... When I'm yeah. Mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then also just really heavy and it's like, we did that. Yeah. And we don't even care usually. Like, it's just wild. Yeah. So that movie, like, I just, this movie has, like, some of the funniest things I've ever oh, seen. Oh, I know. That, like, I just still keep thinking about that scene. Yeah. It's fucking rough. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait to talk about the movie because yes. it did such a good job of being so funny. Consistently funny. But then also, it had that same thing that we've talked about before where it's like, can I laugh? Yeah. Like, can I laugh? And then I love that at the end, they're like, no. You can't <laughs> like, laugh. they truly were like, you can laugh, you can laugh. And then it's not anymore because it, oh my God. Because you have like the brief laugh of they're like, we don't want to watch the news. And then, yeah. But it's still like, it's sad. It's not as funny as then it like, pans to the water to be like, you can't have to watch the news. And it's like, but that's always there to like remind you, like, of what you love. This, oh my god. Yeah. It's a very effective movie. I can't wait to talk about it. I'm so excited. Well, it's time to talk about horror. I know. So. <laughs> I'm excited. I, well, that helps. Not, because like, I always say, I like to, obviously I like that we do Nerd Corner Force first, because then, voice. Because then uh, it helps me either like the movie more or understand the movie more. So even if I already liked it, I'm like, well, now I know why more. Um... Because I had no idea about Agent Orange. Like, I really didn't. I knew vaguely of it. So when I heard Agent Yellow, I was like, okay. I was like, I think I understand what this is connecting to. But I had no idea. Do you want to hear something kind of shameful? Yeah. The most I ever knew about Agent Orange came from watching Stranger Things. Oh, I know. But because that's Pop the thing. talks about Agent Orange. But that's the sad thing is that, like, I will learn more from, like, references and things like that than I ever learned in school. Yeah. They would never tell us this. No. I took, like, multiple honors history courses, and, like, never was I taught this. And that's not a brag. I was not good at them. But, like, the fact of the matter is, is, like, I was in multiple, multiple history things, and not once was this mentioned. No. I got taught the same basic bullshit that, like, we all get taught. And 
God, that's wild to I me. I remember in one of my, like, my U.S. history class. No, it was my world history class. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the bombing, like, using the atomic bombs. And we would have, like, weekly debates. And you would have to sign up for a certain number each, like, quarter. Yeah. Or, like, you would sign up and it would get you bonus points towards, right. like, whatever thing you wanted to add it to. And so, of course, I was like, I want bonus points. And uh, so I signed up to debate two of uh, two boys in my class. And oh, I was trying luck. to explain why the bombing was not justified and why we should never have dropped no, an atomic never. bomb. And I had to watch them tell me why it was good that we dropped the bomb. Of and I was like, this did. was something that we arranged in a class to talk about. And I was like, That's I disgusting. Don't. Like, oh. to let kids be like, God, tell them why it's good. It's not good. But whatever. It's fine. Um, but it just makes me so mad. Um, but yeah, I had so many, so many history classes. And like, I, I, in college even. Oh. I went to a fucking liberal arts school and we would have history classes. One of them was specifically about, it was like a regular history class, but you would specifically learn about like, how would things be different if one thing didn't exist? Like there was a lot of projects we would do where you'd pick something and be like, Ooh. how would the world change if this didn't exist? And the topics that he would give as examples were just so little. And yeah. so like, and it just surprised me, like looking back at it, I was like, there are so many things that he could have done with a class like that to be like, if Agent Orange hadn't been a thing, how would life be? You know, things like yeah. that. There was things like, I wrote my paper on the corset. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. That's super really interesting. Cool. But it was like, I, I, it didn't affect anybody really like that much. And it just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just. It's like, even when we do talk about it, we talk about the American vets. That's what it, yeah. We don't talk about the people we sprayed. Exactly. And like the decades long damage to the environment and their health it just baffles me because yeah. even in college like all of my classes were very much like how did the things we took away affect westernized like how did it affect that like it should have been centrism it should have been more broad and it wasn't yeah but i digress it's time for the movie it's time for the movie <laughs> but what i'm saying is thank you for teaching me that because it's so interesting and i think that affects a lot of stuff like and how i look at this movie now okay my notes they are Many, and they are weird. So I I just, I, I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh God, for anyone that doesn't know. And why would you? Because I didn't tell you. Um, I was late to recording because like I told Kay, I was like, hey, I'm almost done with the movie. And like an hour and a half later, I was like, hey, Kay, it's still 20 minutes. Like <laughs> I had to keep pausing it. Mm-hmm. One, because subtitles. So I want to make sure I don't miss things. But two, also, I just didn't want to stop watching it and take a note. So I'd be like, no, I'll just keep going. And I was like, you'll forget. And so oh, yeah. it became like, a constant battle of, do I pause it? Yep. So I was late because of that. But hopefully my notes are worth it. And they're not already. <laughs> this is a cool opening. <laughs> I'll go into detail. I think I know what I mean. Um, so many of the shots were like, we've talked about before, kind of deadpan and mm-hmm. very like, this is what you're supposed to see. That's it. Like there's no like artistic, and it is artistic in a way, but what I'm saying is like, there's no like, intense close-up of the formaldehyde or this or that it's just here's the room here are the two people talking your fridge just opened does that it does because yeah. i was about to be like ghosts Hold on. I can show you why. fridge uh, ghost it's because the thing is broken <laughs> oh my god i truly thought we were being haunted and I, i'm leaving this in this scared the shit out of me i'm not kidding <laughs> i almost just ran <laughs> I almost just ran to your kitchen to be like, come out. Where's the EMF reader? <laughs> out, foul demon. 
place. Like I was like, fridge ghost. Okay. There's no fridge ghost. That got me. It's never happened before. <laughs> so the dead pan shots. If you're okay with that fridge ghost. The dead pan shots. <clears throat> they're great and they're effective, but they're not used all the time, which I thought was really cool. It's because usually I feel like you get a style in a movie where it's like, we're gonna do dead pan shots. And that's what you get a lot of time. This one had so many cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, so the beginning, one, effective, because dumping the chemicals is just like, you already know things are going to be fucked. Yeah. You're like, well, that sucks. Like, <laughs> it sets the tone for the movie. It absolutely does. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't show me how funny this movie is going to be. Mm-hmm. I saw that part and I went, we're in for a, a wild ride. And I remember getting the first joke and going, oh, what a fun accident. And then, like, it happened again, and I was like, is this very funny? I did the same <laughs> did thing. You? Where I was like, he tripped, okay. Yeah. And it's like, well, he fell asleep, okay. And, like, all these things. Just yes. like, oh, this is a comedy. <laughs> I was, like, watching it. I was like, this can't be. This, time, is this on purpose? By the time the family was grieving, I was like, is it okay to be laughing at yes. this? Like, <laughs> I will say, like, <laughs> what I loved about it is how subtle it is, because I was like, oh, this is set. Well, well, like, <laughs> so I was like, it's so effective. At being like, can you laugh? <laughs> I think the part that so really good. like got me was like the early on, not yeah, like yeah, my, yeah. the funniest thing, but the uh, U.S. Army dude Donald, oh and how he's like, no, you have to do the thing. And he's like, you have to do the thing that you were already doing, but I'm gonna tell you that you have to do the thing that you're already doing because I can yes. do it better. And he's like, no, help me open this. And he's like, yeah, I was. And he's like, oh, this way. And like, it's so it's effective at one showing us like how horrible we are. Yes, like the U.S. and like. But then making it funny. Yes. Because it's like, how do you... But this is something that, like... Okay, I don't, I'm not going to say this is one thing that Bong Joon-ho does, because I've only seen two films, mm-hmm. so, like, I don't want to be an ass and make a generalization. But based on the two movies I've seen, he is very good at making a funny movie be terrifying and getting a very important message at the end. Do you want to hear a direct quote I have yeah, from something? Yeah. As is the case with Bong's other works, the film combines aspects of multiple genres with consistent black comedy elements and can be and can thusly be described best as political satire crossed with a family dramedy and the dressings of a kaiju movie. Okay, yeah. So like, it's basically saying like comedy, political satire within whatever yes. the fuck genre he's working. And it's because like and like I said, I've only seen Parasite and I've only seen this, I think, as of right now. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen a little bit of Snowpiercer. But it, <laughs> I, like Parasite's hilarious. Oh yeah, Parasite's so funny, so and then funny. it's just not, and that's so good. Yeah, I because this does the same thing where I was like, this is effective. It still has the moments of being like, God, this hurts to watch. This is hard to watch. But then like a minute later, I'm like, fuck, that was really funny. Yeah, and we've had other movies that do this, but this feels like I don't know why it feels different, but I think because it was just so far, like in between jokes, like yeah. it'd be like really funny joke. Or, like, really long scene of funny jokes. And then just so long of just sad, sad. Mm -hmm. But then funny again. So it keeps you on your toes. Yeah. And it does that. It does it a few times where it's, like, the gag keeps going longer than you would expect. Yes. It goes, like, over the edge again. Like, we talked about it previously. Yeah. It's "It's funny. It's funny. It's too much. It's too much. Oh, it's really funny again. (laughs) This one did what I wanted, what's it called? Drag Me to Hell to do. Yeah. Where, like, the joke would keep going and I'd be like okay okay am I understanding this is this supposed to be funny and then it would hit that point where I'd be like fuck it is yeah, supposed it is to be funny. funny this is very good yeah. um so like that's what I wanted from Drag Me to Hell and it's not me saying that that's a bad movie and these are very different movies you oh, can't compare them movies. but when you do a horror comedy I think 
it's really hard to not lose the horror or have jokes that land. Mm-hmm. And when you can do both, it's just really great. So um, I just loved it. Um, so all of that to say, the opening shot is great and sets the tone for the movie, but it tricks you as well of being like, oh, this is kind of, oh, it's going to happen. And then it's kind of funny right away. So that's great. Um, also, I said, oh, that's about the guy. So this man's creepy already. Me thinking he was going to come back. Yes. Doesn't come back. Nope. And, and for people who haven't seen it, I'm talking about the guy who's ordering him to dump the chemicals. Everything about him is just sinister. And he's not even doing anything, like, outwardly horrible. You know what I mean? Like, he's telling him to dump the chemical. He's yeah. doing all this. But, like, everything he does just came off so creepy. The way he wipes the dust. He's like, I hate dust more than anything. And yeah. it's like... Do you have, like, dead cats stuffed on your right? wall? Like, so it's just, he the gives me the vibe thing. of just, like, something. Like, he does weird things. Weird bad things. And then they do this really cool moment of him, like, he wipes the dust and you watch him do it. And you're like, okay, that ruined the formaldehyde? That's so stupid. But then you see, like, the other guy. What's his name? Do you remember his name? Uh, I Dr. think you just called him Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim. When he's dumping the chemicals, yeah. he does the dust moment where he wipes it with his finger. Yeah. And he looks at it and... I feel like that was such a good moment of him. You don't even see him look at it. I think he just wipes it. But either way, you see it on his finger and it's just so minuscule and stupid. And it's just dust. Yeah. And I love that he does it too. While he's dumping it and you're watching it like like smoke and it's terrifying. And he's wearing like a gas yes. mask. And... and all he does is show the dust on his finger and you're like, that's why? That's literally why? Absolutely wild. All it does is set the tone of like tiny things are more important than all the lives of these people and like we do not care yeah it's truly the whims of a white man that yes. chose this literally and it, it like you said it sets stone so well. oh my oh, god yeah. <laughs> uh and i love the sound design of this movie i did watch it most of it with headphones so mm-hmm. i think that helped but um it's really echoey in like the formaldehyde scene and but then the other moments are just very busy like you mm-hmm. can hear a lot of sound effects in the background and i think it immerses you in like this small town and like the beach and like all these things it's just it's busy but you can still hear what's happening that's just cool um i said start of the film doesn't introduce characters as much either it's really just a situation yeah and i like that so yeah um it's more plot driven than character driven. yeah and like each character is kind of a caricature yes and that's okay it works though like it I think you get such a strong vibe of who people are, just like we talked about in Train to Busan, where, Mm -hmm. like, tiny things can give us an idea of what a character is supposed to be or who they're supposed to be within the movie. Um, The very first scene with Gangdu, you understand how much he loves his daughter because he he hears a child yelling for their father, and he's like, that's my daughter. It's not. Nothing else would wake him up, but immediately he hears his daughter's voice, and he's like, oh. But, like, he is such an interesting character. I can't wait to talk about him more yes. because I have a lot of things to say about his character that I loved very much. Mm-hmm. And just a lot of things to say about this family in general. It's because they all have something they're dealing with that's not brought up like that much. You know what I mean? Like uh, just like in Train to Busan where like it's just tiny moments. But from that tiny moment, I understood the pressure that the, the daughter is under. Yeah, I understand the like the feeling that this brother is going through of like, I'm a failure. I'm supposed to be successful and I'm not like, you know, and like the grandpa is obviously being like, I'm trying to keep this family together. I understand my son more than you guys understand him. Their brother, obviously yeah. the main character. And like, because of know. my neglect as a parent. Yes. Like, like he understands his son better than they do, obviously. And he knows that like, he is smart and he can do these things and they just don't get that. And yeah. it's just this, constant battle of these characters 
but that are all facing something that's just so interesting. So good. Um, <laughs> and that happens in the end scene too. Like a lot of them overcome or are experiencing those hardships in the moment. And you're like, this is so hard to watch. <laughs> so good though. Um, the music was really cool. It's like eerie and suspense building, but also kind of campy. Like, Every now and then, like classical music. I was like, oh, hold on. There's like a moment where they're running and it's like, little, 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 like, yes. <laughs> I just think it did such a good job of being there when you wanted it to be kind of funny, there when you needed it to be eerie, or in moments where they were like, this needs to mean more, they would just take it out completely. Yeah. The, the, this movie did such a good job of knowing when to use it, when not to. And yeah. That's so good. God, that's so good. Um, also, this moment I thought was really cool. I said every shot in this film has been so cool so far. And I was like, I hope it continues. And it did. Um, I said every shot feels like we're watching something as a bystander. Because, like, with those deadpan shots, yeah. I felt like I was just there experiencing it with them. And they just didn't know I was there kind of thing. And then it'll go from that to, like, an intense close-up where all of a sudden I'm not a bystander. I'm part of it. And it's jarring. And it's, like, <sighs> the shot specifically that made me think of that was when he's on the bridge. The guy. Yeah. And they're and we're just watching it kind of from far away. And his friends are talking to him, saying, like, don't jump. Don't do this. And he has this monologue. And then... It's just like right up on yeah. his face and he's just gone. And then yeah. we're far away again. And it's like, <laughs> I remember that scene. Cause he's like, you're morons. And yes. then he just, and I was like, oh, okay. So it's just like, oh, <sighs> uh, so eerie and weird and funny, but also not, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Also, I have to admit something. <laughs> I misheard a moment. So for fully half of the movie or more, I thought that they were uncle and niece. <laughs> Uh, I get that though because like he says something about uncle I think he was saying your uncle and in my head for some reason I made the connection of like oh that's his niece it wasn't at all it was his daughter but in my head and I didn't notice until they were grieving and then he was just like your own daughter and I was like who? (laughs) I was like which one? yep (laughs) I had to figure that out my bad Um, so I love the relationship between the son and daughter I will correct that now. Their relationship is very interesting to mm-hmm. me. He's just an interesting character. We'll talk about it. I love him very much. The way it fell into the water, the monster, when you first see it, I hated it. I hated it. I love and hate the way the monster oh, moves. I know. It's a trope. But like yeah? the unique locomotion where I'm just like, why are you flipping everywhere? It was so weird. So weird. Um, I, I didn't talk about this much when I did my notes, but the character design of it is really interesting too because they specifically wanted it to have um, cause remember I said, like, it's supposed to be a fish and, yeah. well, it had like super fish, like, uh, feet. Yeah. Like its feet just looked like the Webbed. fins. Yeah. Like of a fish. They were really long. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this thing, obviously, because it, it mutated from the formaldehyde. This thing's not designed to move well, really like on its feet at least. Yeah. So it's just so interesting. There are parts where it's kind of bumbling. There are mm-hmm. parts where it's running and it truly looks like it has no idea what it's doing and it can't stop and like. But then when it swings with its tail, all of a sudden it's incredible. Yeah. So it's like this thing has mutated and it doesn't move super well unless it's doing this specific yeah. thing. And I think that's really cool. They didn't make it like an intense killing machine. They kind of made it like a bumbling thing that also doesn't know what it is. Super cool. Yeah. Ah, I love it. <laughs> um, there was also a really, really cool moment um, where they're all at the shore when they first see the monster yeah. jump in the water and they're just throwing things. 
But it's before they start throwing things. So it's like, they're all there. And then what's his name? The main character with the Gondu. wand. What is it? Gongu. Gongu. So he walks up. G-A-N-G dash D-U. Okay. Yeah. Gong I think du. so. Gongdu. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So when he walks up, um, even though there's like tons of people and he's just like in the center, he stands out. Did you notice how much he stands out? Yeah. His shirt even, like his hair, his demeanor, everything about him made yeah. him seem like the person you're supposed to focus on. His body language. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Even though there's so many people in the crowd and it's not like he's wild looking. It's not like if he was in a crowd, I'd be like, who's that guy? He just, I don't know. He did such a good job. Yeah. <laughs> singing the praises of a movie forever i even wrote i said his shirt his hair his demeanor tiny things that just set him apart enough so you know he's important but not enough to be like what the fuck is this guy doing yeah that is great um then we get into the monster and i was freaking out because i was like it's not eating people (laughs) one of my notes was i don't know if it actually knows it's killing people just kind of running places yeah and then it did start eating people That's... and taking them but for a while it was just like i'm getting my land legs it's <laughs> exactly what i wrote i was like it's not eating people i was like the mass chaos of this park scene is so different from all of the shots that we've had that it's wall of the shorts <laughs> and it's so scary and jarring and then all of a sudden my next note was oh okay it is eating people yes <laughs> yes <laughs> but like for a while you're right like it's just figuring out it's like what am i doing up here oh there's people I can eat that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck your cans. <laughs> like, pretty much. Because, again, I think it goes back to, like, this thing doesn't know what it, it is. Like, this thing was a fish, and now it is not a fish. Like, that's so interesting. Um, great. And I said, uh, the dad character is interesting. Because when they first show him, he, he's, like, asleep. Yeah. So he kind of, I feel like it's supposed to be portrayed as, like, oh, this guy's lazy. Who would want, you think he's going to be someone who would run away. But then immediately he like picks up that sign, starts fighting for this guy he doesn't even know. Yeah. And he's very sweet and like he's really brave. He jumps into the water. He can barely immediately. swim. He doesn't. It's like he does not think things through. He just does it. Yeah. But he's such a good person. He's and not I a think coward. it. Yeah. Like he just. I don't know. I loved his character a lot because like I didn't realize how important his character was gonna be like the way he thinks and the way he does things yeah him falling asleep so much so i love that the dad has that whole monologue about him and it's like funny but you also understand you're like oh this is a lot now and it really helps you understand their relationship but also just how he is yeah that he's persistent if anything just because he's not good at things does not mean he's not gonna do it and yeah holy shit he's just interesting to watch um and also, I will say this, and then I'll stop talking because I'm rambling at no. this point. But my, this, the slow-mo, this movie did it right. Do you agree or you're saying no? No, my favorite slow motion part is when he grabs the best child. That's hit. it. You say your thing because. <laughs> I said, this slow-mo is the good kind. And I put like eight exclamation points. I said, it's used in a moment of panic and running. So, like, you're watching people move fast, move fast, and then all of a sudden, it's slow, and it's used purposefully in a moment where you want to see what's about to happen because you're scared. I want to see her hand. I want to make sure it's her. So, in my head, they're slowing it down. I'm like, stop it. It makes me mad. I'm like, speed it up, please, because I'm freaking out. And then it's not her, and it speeds up again. You're like, no, slow down. Go get her. It's like, it speeds speeds up when you want more time, and it slows down when you want him to be free and out of there. That's how you do it. And it, you know what that is? 
purposeful. It has a reason. It's intentional. It's justified. It's justified. <laughs> My favorite part about <sighs> that scene was that. The man's face as he oh, realizes, yeah. why are you holding my daughter's hand? That was incredible. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, if it wasn't in slow-mo, we wouldn't see that. But he's like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, this is my daughter. Who's <laughs> that guy? That, like, it cuts this moment of horror with just this, yes. like, oh my god. This tiny moment, this brief little, huh, and then, oh no. Because <laughs> then, you know, young so gone. Yeah. Young so's gone. Oh God! It was such a good moment, and they've done—they do it multiple times, and I, I mm. thought it was effective every time. When Namil like is throwing the last Molotov, and then he drops it, and he's like, "Ooh, that's so good!" Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's like just anxiety-inducing. When the the tentacle has her and like the hand, and she lets go of the thing, and then all of a sudden she's just floating, and you're like, "Oh no!" Yeah, you already know what happened. Yeah, but it's so slow, and it's like this sucks. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. I said the slow-mo paired with the moments of silence, too. So good. Because, like, it just makes it so much more intense and terrifying. Like, the tail grab, when she when it first grabs her and you see it in slow-mo, it, like, yoinks her hard. Yeah. And you can still tell that it's pulling her hard, even though it's so slow. Yeah. It's great. <gasps> also, I wrote, this moment of all of them crying and falling over is the most comical and yet so sad. Yes. I didn't know what to do. I I had my note. I think I mentioned earlier. I was like, am I allowed to laugh? Like, <laughs> I couldn't stop. And the woman with her parked car, as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm Why allowed to laugh. Why would you park your car there? And, and she's, she's like, like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and they're just rolling around. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> but it's so funny. His pants are hanging off. Yeah. His shirt's riding up. He's rolling. Who's parked car? <laughs> so that part already oh. fucking killed me. Yeah. And then you have, then you have this man, this official come in. This hazmat suit guy. This hazmat suit man walks in <laughs> with confidence. He's like, well, and I'm in my head. I'm like, fuck, they're gonna say something bad. And then he falls. <laughs> and I went, what the fuck is happening? And he stands up with so much confidence. Mm-hmm. He's like, I meant to do that, hand on hip. <laughs> hand on hip. And then every time he describes what they're supposed to do, it's this intense hand gesture. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, raise your hand. And he's dancing almost. And uh-huh. I'm like, this man, <laughs> he, it's almost like he had it choreographed. He's ready for his musical number. And he's absolutely off his rhythm because he fell. And now he's trying to make up for it. <laughs> I was, oh my God, I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, I had to pause it because uh-huh. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't breathe. And then, of course, he's like, has anyone come in contact with a monster? And everyone else knows, like, don't say it, don't, don't say, say it. Shit. And he goes, oh, I got some blood on me. Yeah, he's like, blood all over my face. It reminds me of Monsters, Inc. When, like, the sock is on the monster and they all run and they're like, tackle him. <laughs> Very good moment. That part, I don't know. There were some funny moments, but that one fucking killed me. I said this monster's just like randomly clumsy. There are just moments where it's like, yo, yo, <laughs> like you okay? It's like the Scooby Doo villain moment. Oh my god, exactly. It's what I wrote. I said no. Scooby Doo because <laughs> he's like, it's like when they run and their feet actually don't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta love the monster. Incredible. Oh god, and the chase music for the hospital absolutely incredible when they're in the car and it's the slowest car chase or like the foot chase it's like her sister's kind of like poking through like wait you guys got one that way and she like goes through the other cars and they're like hey family hey family stop oh, <laughs> like, how is it so funny like but then my mm. 
This is so sad because I wrote the chase music to the hospital. Amazing. That's hilarious. My next note is grandfather's death. So sad. <laughs> Which is not funny, but like. Like no. also like a long jump between that scene and his death. That's how you know I was not. Yeah. Because I was like so focused on this, like this period of yeah. time that I was like nothing. A lot happens in that time. A lot happens. That's when you get that monologue too, and you start mm-hmm. to understand their family dynamic and the shortcomings of every single family yeah. member. We get the daughter's shortcomings a little early when it's like she didn't know when she, to shoot. She, she doesn't takes know when to her. let go. Like yeah, yeah, and that's so good. Again, tiny, tiny moment, but they did it so well. It was so mm. effortless. I wasn't like, why'd they show that? I was like, okay. And then the son, too, like, he's constantly, like, I think being compared to, like, other people. And, like, he's always saying, like, I need to be the successful one. And, like, and he's just not. And it's almost like he uses his brother as, like, the scapegoat to be yeah. like, well, he's not my brother. Yeah. You're an idiot. You did this. Blah, blah, blah. I might be <sighs> a drunkle, but you're a failure. Yes. And they make this comment of, like, well, he shows up with the bottle. So you already yeah. know, like, this guy's obviously got his issues as well. But he also, they make this comment of, like, Hyung So, like, oh, your death has brought even your uncle here. Like, can you believe it? You're really bringing the family together. And that comment is like, he means it. He genuinely is like, I'm so happy we're together. But his brother is like, what the fuck? Like, how dare you? Like, I don't know. It's like he's so sensitive about not being there for his family. (sighs) They all have great moments. And then the grandpa, obviously. Grandpa's great. (sighs) He was such a good bridge between all of the family. It's like you don't get a lot from him. Yeah. And but then when you do get it, of course they take him away, which is effective. It's so and sad. that was like one of those scenes where it was just brutal. brutal. Like he is smacked. And then his body's whipped again. And it's just like this is one of those things where it's like maybe his, no, his head hit the ground real hard. It was just so hard to watch. And I think the way he describes his son in that monologue too, which one? We'll talk about that. That's an incredible moment yeah. of him sleeping in the background of like his giving the thing and it's comical like he makes that comment about like even when he farts in the morning like i know how he's gonna be that day like it's like he knows that he's made mistakes which have affected his son's life but that doesn't mean that his son is not capable of doing great things and he's like i still love him and you should too and then all of a sudden he's right next to his face he's like it's watching us and i'm like see (laughs) see Uh he pays attention and there's a moment where you can like see that he's awake and he's listening to his dad say good things about him he like scratches his nose and he's like (laughs) <laughs> and it's just yeah. their relationship's so good yeah. so then when you see him die like the, the grandpa it ripped my heart out I was like oh no I was like oh it's that type of movie huh uh-huh. it wasn't like Train to Busan ending oh. bad where I was like weeping mm-hmm. but it was like I was definitely crying a little bit oh yeah mostly because they just established that the dad cares so much about him and feels so responsible for him and now he's gone and you see that the son feels the same way because, like, he puts that paper on his face to be like, I don't want you to be disrespected, but yeah. I do have to go. But then, then he comes leave. right back. He's like, I can't leave. Yeah. He gets captured. And he's like... Because he was grieving too hard. Because he was like, I can't leave him. And oh, it made my heart just just sink. I oh, was yeah. like... Ah. My heart burst out of my chest several times watching this. And I said the virus part of the film is interesting. Mm. It's anxiety-inducing, even though you know it's fake. That's just wild. Um, yeah, and also when, um, I can't remember who says this. Oh, it's the, the dad, but he says, my words are words too. Yeah. <gasps> that also broke my heart, just to continue on the heartbreaking stuff. But when he's talking to the American and they're just completely ignoring him, like he's not a person. Yeah. And you can tell that that's happened to him forever. 
And he says, my words are words too. I was like, yeah, they are. Listen to him. There was uh, an article I read where they said, like, there's a deleted scene in that section. And it's after they realize that he understands the English words that they said, they continue talking like he's not there in German instead because he doesn't speak German. Oh my God. And so like the scene continues and they keep talking around him in German instead. And I was like, oh. It's such a good moment. Yeah. It's so, it's just, I don't know. There's the tiny glimpses of this, this father just being like, such a good person. He never stops fighting for Oh, literally never. I fucking lost it when he's trying to describe to them, like, yes, it ate her, but it could have spit her up with the phone. And he's like, see? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like, I get it. I get what you're doing, but. And also the cold beer line killed me with her being like, she's like, what do you want? She's like, a cold beer. I'm like, hell yeah, girl. (laughs) That fucking cracked me up. She's great. I loved her. She was an amazing little actress. She was incredible. I was like. Yeah, they all were. I mean, I can't think of anybody that I was like, we didn't like their performance. I kind of liked that the any time they speak English or they do like um, scenes with like Americans, mm-hmm. they all sound like caricatures of Americans. And they're like, there is no virus. Like the way they talk just sound yep. like a fucking newscast. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. It was very funny to be like, it's effective. God, we suck. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the tracking shot when he's escaping the hospital. God, that was good. Yeah. That one's really good. It's like obstructed by so many things, but you can still see his tiny form like running and there's so many things chasing him. That's great. Oh yeah. No, he dropped it. <laughs> the Molotov cocktail. That moment really got me. <gasps> and then he like looks like what has betrayed me. <laughs> he looked like it did it. It was like, yeah. how dare you? And then she shoots the arrow and I was like, hell yeah, arrow. I was like, she has to have her redemption moment. Oh, absolutely. And you then you just coming. see her dip it. She's like, I was born for this. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, I just said this movie has really cool attention to detail. It's like every tiny little thing kind of came back or like had repercussions. And I don't know. It's great. Yeah. And um, the setting was good. Just like how, you know, the set dressings always are interesting and important. And this one didn't have as many like... I don't know, sets where it would be, because they're in the sewers a lot. So I feel like it's yeah. hard to necessarily make that super, super, like... They're at a lot of, like, industrial, not industrial, but a lot of, like, formal locations yeah. where it's, like, they're at a hospital in, like, mm-hmm. a suddenly constructed ward. They're at an abandoned office building. Yeah. They're in the sewers. They're at, like, a rec center that's been turned into a memorial center. So it's not like you're in someone's, like, lavish home right. that has had decades of, like careful attention to yeah. placement. So, like, it's all, all of the places are kind of, like, slapdash because that's the situation. The point, yeah. So they did a good job there because, yeah. like, it it never felt like someone's lived here, like, forever. Because I was like, well, they haven't. That's the point. Yeah. The hospital he's in is, like, newly constructed for this purpose. Like, not hospital, but, yeah. like, location. And, I don't know. It's just really great. And then their home is. Their home is very, yeah. like, homey and has everything. And, like, they seem to know exactly where it is. And Especially in that last scene where, like, he's yeah. making dinner. I know. Yeah. The blocking is great. I feel like I don't give enough credit to some blocking. But when characters are, like, feel at home in the place that they're, like, shooting and stuff, it's just so good. Like, yeah. they just knew exactly where to grab. Sometimes they grab things without even looking. And it's like, oh, I feel like they really live there. Yep. <laughs> it's so good. Um, I think that's all my notes. I... I I think. The only other thing I had was there's a one moment of lighting that I thought was incredible when he's mourning his daughter's loss, like at the very beginning, mm. and he's looking at the change, and they're coming to talk to him. 
and there's that bright golden beautiful light which is usually so hopeful and like sweet and it's like the saddest moment he's just like she's gone and it's like oh god that was just effective and hard to see and yeah oh god i loved it my whole heart okay that's mine (laughs) uh i have just like a few notes one of them is like the pointlessness of bureaucracy. Oh yeah. Because like at one point they're like, he's contaminated, he's contaminated. So they put him in a bag and then they put him in the same ward with everyone else. And he's still in the bag, but it's unzipped. And I was like, he's just peeking out of it. And I was like, okay. So you like put through all of that fucking hell just so he can be breathing the same air as everyone else. And then at one point he's just on the other side of a curtain and he's just like, and it's like, you were separated by a curtain. <laughs> and he does the whole scene with it, like, pressed against his face. And he's like, I'm here, too. So, like, those moments just really fucking got me. Because I was just like, oh, my God. The bag. Uh, the slow chase. The circular parking garage. And then, truly, one of the best scenes. And also, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, cute sad. And mm-hmm. it's when the grandfather... All his passwords are one, two, three, four. Oh, my God. I know. And They're all one, two, three, four. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so you see the dad like giving up basically everything, yeah, so that he can get these materials for his family, so that he can get them out. And you're watching him realize that like he doesn't have any money; he's gonna have to give all of his wealth ever to get these things. And they're like, okay, well, there's one police here, two police <sighs> here, so that's two police officers, and they're totaling up escape costs. And that was funny. But then uh, every single item they receive, they're pointing out why it's not right. And he's just like, I gave everything I had for this. And they're like, this isn't the right color. <laughs> God, I, lo- I love this family. Oh, I love a family coming together. What can I say? One of my favorite shots in the film mm-hmm. was when uh, Namil has like escaped from the office building. Yes. And he falls falls jumps like he is hanging himself over oh, the edge so and good. then he drops down but he does injure himself right because he just dropped like a distance like probably at least 20 feet it's yeah it's pretty high and it, the cop or whatever the fuck is like on the bridge looking over and you have this overhead like directly overhead shot and the shadows yes. of like him like struggling to move into the shadow and the cop like slowly turning to maybe look over the edge it was like the uh, it reminded me a lot of the staircase bedroom moment in I Know What You Did Last Summer, where yeah. she turns the staircase as That's he goes a good into the bedroom. Shot. It reminded me a lot of that in the way of like the choreography of them missing each other. It had to be so good, and it was like, oh, that's such a good moment. Yeah. Dang. Uh, so I loved that. Uh, and then when the American army guy is going in to see Gongdu, and he's looking like he's compassionate and empathetic. I was like, there's no way an American man is going to make anything better here. I was like, what's going to happen? And then, like, he's just so over the top. And he's like, well, why didn't you contact the police or the military? And he's like, well, they wouldn't listen to me. He's like, then the television, human rights agency, go to the media. And I was like, who do you go to when the military fails you? The media. The media. <laughs> and then, of course, like, it turns out that he is not on his side and he is no. very much. And I was like, yeah, this makes sense because, like, I knew that there was no way that this person would help. No. Like, it's not going to improve matters. Right? Uh, and then my next line is bone vomit. <laughs> it's just like, so many bones. So many bones. So many bones. Uh, and then I don't know. This is my last note. So they have the shirts that say free, uh, Pak Gong Du. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yeah. I don't know if, like, the romanization of it 
in the subtitles was G-A-N-G-D-U. On the shirts, it's K-A-N-G-D-O-O. And I don't know if that's just like arbitrary romanization, like the spelling of the characters, or if it's actually a joke about how... They're like, free him. They can't they even, don't even know right. his name. Like, yeah, and I don't know if it's... Interesting. Yeah. I wonder... I didn't notice that, but I wonder if that is supposed to be like a... Per- it seems like... I mean, it's not yeah. out of character for this movie to make that joke. No. Which like, why I'm like, maybe. Be, and like, you can buy those shirts online, but like, I just want someone to tell me like, is it that his name could be spelled many ways because this is just the way of spelling it with this alphabet? Right. Or is it like actually a long form? Not a long form, but like a but joke. Like, if someone knows, I want to know. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> that's so interesting. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Dang. <sighs> Those are my notes. Those are good notes. Thank you. <sighs> this is a good one. We both had just a lot, and I was like, I'm sorry I rambled. I always no, I ramble it. when I like a movie, like, a lot. I don't even want to talk about Gremlins or Annihilation. I never stopped talking for those. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I just like it. <laughs> I have a lot to say. I love your things. Um, does that mean it's time for a scariest moment? Yes. Okay. I think I, think I know mine. It's hard because the movie's, like, really funny and really sad. Yeah. But I'm like... But what's the scary part? I think I know mine. So yeah. if you want time to think, I can go. Or do you know yours? I want you to go first. Okay. Um, I think my scariest moment was when they're in the cave and the daughter has just jumped for the rope. And then she's lowered, you know? And then, like, you see the little boy. Seju. What is it? Seju. Seju. He, like, pees himself. Yeah. And that's obviously, like, I mean, a little kid. Like, He's of course terrified. he does. So it, like... Makes you feel for him, but also, like, oh, it's scary. Like, because you know something's coming. And then she, like, barely moves, and it turns its head and, like, starts chasing her. And I hated that. Yep. It scared the crap out of me, even though I knew it was coming. Like, I knew she wasn't going to get away with this. And I knew there would be some sort of, like, repercussion of her doing this with the monster. But I was still upset. Yeah. The way it whips its head around and just starts going for it, I was like, oh, fuck no. And And then they jump into the thing, and then... And it doesn't cut like that earlier in the movie because, like, you don't see because, like, of course, cliffhanger. Like, you have right. to like wait for the tension to resolve. But they do the same thing when I think Sejin mm-hmm. is the older brother, and then Seju. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they like when they're running, they're mm-hmm. trying to get into the snack shack or like some like trying to get oh, into yeah. something. And as they're reaching for the handle, it like cuts to the family like going into the yeah. shop that they were in earlier. And so, like, it has, like, a few cuts like those where it's, like, are they going to get away? Oh, you're in a different scene now. And that, like, that moment of just, like, are they going to make it? (laughs) And it's, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, So that was one, like, one of my contenders. But I have to say one of my scariest moments is actually very early in the film. Mm -hmm. And it's when Donald and him go up to the trailer that all these people are stuck in. Yes. And they're... They're reaching through and you just see blood on their arms and desperation. Oh. And I, like, I get claustrophobic. And yeah. I'm just thinking, what is happening in there? They don't have to show you for it to be scary. Ugh. You just have to see, like, that. And then they show you the bottom of the trailer, just blood. Driven. Oh, they, like, go all. So it's like you have to see all of it. And it's, oh, it's a good one. And I so that was that just one. like, who? Yeah. That was a rough one. Yeah. Grim as shit. Yeah. And then Donald be like, no, no, you have to do this. Right. Fuck. Right. <laughs> this movie's good. I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's a good moment. I, I'm really excited for tropes too, because like, you said there's some good ones, and I was like, I could see some of them, but I was still like, I just like it when you tell me about them. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. 
So for tropes, we have some of the like really common ones. Not common, like oh, they're but the ones that we like know about. Yeah. Cell phones are useless. Yeah. Uh, Daylight Harbor. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, when they did that golden moment with the light on him, that's what I was picturing was the daylight horror. Because mm-hmm. I was like, this is such a sad, spooky moment. And yeah. it's just the most beautiful light. And so good. the first monster rampage, daylight. Yes. Broad and daylight. that's why I was like, just because it's daylight and beautiful and it's that golden hour does not mean it's safe. And I was yeah. like, God, that's good. Uh, one bullet left. That's subverted, though. Because oh, you're remember, right. He's like, there's one bullet left. And he's like, this is my badass moment. And he's like, you didn't count right. And then, Yes. So oh, God. Uh, and then my last, like, kind of classic is expository hairstyle change. You can tell that he's grown as a person when he cuts off his blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love it. Uh, so then going just into some of the tropes that, like, we haven't really gotten to a ton mm-hmm. before. Uh, Seiju and Sejin, mm-hmm. uh, the brothers, they have an early bird cameo. So they end up being, like relevant characters mm-hmm. later but they're the kids that come up to the snack shack while um oh. is asleep and like you're Seiju right is kind of like Whoa. and Sejin's like we're not fucking with that let's go oh my god you're right and then you see them like later and right. then you know all the things happen Ugh. so early bird cameo that's so good uh let's see disney death so it's when like one of the major characters that you love is seemingly killed at like the climax or, like, the big moment. Yeah. And everyone's like, how could you do this to me? Like, how could you kill this? And, like, the child's crying, like, you killed Bambi's mom. But in this case, like, they're not quite dead. Right. Like, they survived miraculously. Like, this thing happened. Well, they do it twice with Namjoo and Namil. Yeah. And you think it'll happen with Hyunseo. And it doesn't. I because know. you're, I like, Namjoo is just whacked right into, like, a ditch. And then Namil you know, jumps up, falls off the bridge. Right. And crawls, and you're like, I don't know if he, like, suffered, like, spine damage or his leg hurts. And so, like, right. they just kind of, like, fade to black on them, so you don't know if they survived. And then they come back, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're here. We're alive, duh. <laughs> but you think that Hyunseo will come back, and, like, right. they hold on her face, and you're like, this is the moment where she takes that big breath in that, like, and then she doesn't. Nope. That moment was painful and it was so effective and sad because they cut to the little boy Seju. Seju, they get to his face and his eyes open and it's slow-mo and it's very much like it's not my daughter like it's like relief and yet oh, I'm glad he's alive but <laughs> right and it was so sad because yeah. you can see like her in the background and I'm like oh mm. it's a sad moment <laughs> Let's lighten it up with absurdly spacious sewers. <laughs> we love absurdly spacious sewers. We haven't had this since it. Yeah, and it's like it's you know cousin of air vent passageway where it's like oh like how can everyone in their There's army fit no to the way. air vents? But these these sewers are big. Yeah, like well big enough for that big monster. Yeah, yeah, like be. dang. Uh, and I always just picture the Left for Dead sewers. <sighs> And, like, they have to be big enough that a tank can fit in there. Like, otherwise, what are you even doing? <laughs> you know, a whole horde of zombies in there. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, America Saves the Day. This is subverted and deconstructed. Yeah. Uh, so, when it's played straight, it's like, everything's going to shit. The only people that can save you are the Americans. <laughs> and they come in with their, like, war machines, whatever the fuck. Just, like, fucking stupid. <laughs> Well, in this case, they're actually preventing good things from occurring because they're like, no, 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 like, you have to stop looking for the monster. We're going to solve this. We're going to create this virus thing, and then we're going to release Agent Yellow so that we can solve the virus thing. Literally solving a problem that doesn't exist, while the problem that does exist, that is huge and in your face, is like, 
it's all right. And then no releasing a toxic compound upon citizens. I, <laughs> yep. It's not funny, but it like is because it's like yeah. this monster's right here, and they were like the virus. Yep. Jesus Christ. And then it's also deconstructed in that it shows, like, from beginning to literal end, it is showing you that, like, the havoc and the loss that has happened because of what we've done. Yep. It's like it started oh, with the shit. formaldehyde, it ended with the Agent Yellow in this case. So, God. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Bizarre alien locomotion. <laughs> yes! It has to It has to it's, flip everywhere. It's little flips. It was like, woo, woo, woo. woo. It's all loop-de-loos. I loved watching it. Uh, let's see. Funny background event. So this is when the family is wailing. And the woman the is car. like, the car. I'm just like. <laughs> it's like in uh, park a car there? the newer version of It where the kid in the background is fighting over the baritone. <laughs> There's so many good. It's one of my favorite things ever. Um, reckless gun usage. Right. Because the drunkle is just like pointing it at everyone. Uh this is my fucking favorite one. Oh boy. Space whale Aesop. So, yes. Okay. Aesop's fables are like morality tales yeah. of like um the fox that wants to eat the grapes on the vine, but it can't reach the ones at the top. And so he says, like, oh, I guess those are the bitter grapes then. And it's because like he's trying to make it okay that he can't get to something. So he said, like, I read all of these yeah, fables yeah. as a kid. And I don't know why that's the one that I remember. Yeah, but yeah. it's the one that was on the cover, Fox with Grapes. Foxes love grapes. Um, anyway, <laughs> so the like they're supposed to be like fairly straightforward morality tales. Right. Well, the comic on this page is titled, it's a two-panel comic, and mm-hmm. it says, Why You Should Never Run With Scissors. And it shows someone in the first panel running with scissors. Right. And the second panel shows them getting clotheslined with a baseball bat by someone in a chicken suit. <laughs> of course, naturally, yes. That's what happens when you run with scissors. That's what happens. And so... You shouldn't dump toxic waste, not because, like, people will drink the water, right. but because it will create a giant semi-aquatic creature with a prehensile tail that vomits bones. <laughs> That's what happens that when you do this. Way. <laughs> and oh, my God. I just keep thinking about that chicken suit. <laughs> I need to show you this comic. It's so good. Uh, I'm just going to fucking pull it up right now. Okay, that reminds me. You know, I used to just have a full chicken suit. Like, a huge one. Like, made of felt feathers, big head, and it had, like, a hood. Not a big head, like, a hood that you would wrap around and your face would stick out, but it had a giant, like... And it had, and it had an apron and, like, a little dress. Amazing. I, I had this for years. Do you have Kate. pictures? I actually might have pictures. I'll have to show you. I'll have okay. to show you. Because, like, I, I think about it a lot when you bring up chickens. I'm like, she doesn't even know that I have a chicken suit somewhere. I had two. I had two. I had, it was supposed to be like a husband and wife chicken. So the boy chicken or whatever had like, I can't remember, a bow tie. And then the little the girl chicken had a little dress. I don't know why I had this. Let me see. <laughs> <That's so stupid. laughs> oh my God, that's so good. He just looks like he's like, yeah, duh. He's like, oh. <laughs> God, you like I saw it. Oh, I was like, "It's a good is, one." This Don't is everything to me. Yeah. So that's Space Whale Aesop. Oh, that's good. Shit. Wow. Those are my tropes. Those are good <laughs> tropes. <laughs> I love that we do tropes on this because now, whenever yeah. I watch it, I can like pick them out and I'm Yay! like, "I've done it." What's great is I've had some friends who will message me and be like, "Oh, I saw this trope in the movie," and I'm always like, 
Nice. That brings you're my teaching heart a generation. So much you're really. <laughs> oh my god. We. Oh. I had someone message me on like Twitter or something, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I heard the nine diegetic sound and this and that," and I was like, "Thank God Kate is teaching everybody because I had no idea what that was until you told me." My whole nerd heart is just exploding right now. So oh. good job. You're really teaching us. <laughs> Educating the masses and the important things. We need it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, does that mean it's already time? It is time to read it. Okay. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's there's little monster monster backflips. It's mm. a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dropped Molotov cocktails. Oh, uh, yeah. Flaming arrows. <sighs> Dang. What are you thinking? Molotov Mo- mishap. Molotov mishap. <laughs> Vomited um, bones. I I was thinking when I was writing my notes, I was like, bone vomit. How many bone vomit do you How get? many bone vomit? <laughs> I was like, uh, I like Molotov mishap a lot. <laughs> okay. That's really. Because I was like, the Molotov has to be there. That's so funny. Whoops. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, how could you do this to me, brother? It's like, you did this. My brother in Christ. You <laughs> dropped it. <laughs> you dropped the Molotov. <laughs> okay. I know I know how ready. Yeah. yeah. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a perfect 10 Molotov yeah. mishaps. Yeah. Which is uh, a fire hazard. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. I have no... I really don't have that many like qualms with this. I really think the acting is great. I think that the comedy is so effective, mixed with the like sadness and like the horror. Yeah, <sighs> it's so good. I think the pacing was impeccable. Oh, the pacing's so like, good. You just didn't have time to no. like sit and like reflect on it because everything just kept happening. And even if it was like a quiet moment, the quiet moment was important. Like You're still it would gauge. Yes, like it would drive like the plot in the next scene like with the grandpa and the son like that relationship sets up his death to be as sad as it is so like it's necessary and it's so interesting yeah i think i only have one qualm and it was (sighs) ableism that's it that was my like the son is very much like for like yeah yeah. and even though i find his character so interesting like it's still like the way he's talked to a lot. Yeah. It's not just normal family talking down to their brother who they think is less successful. Yeah. It's very much coded to be like, he's got something and like, yeah. we don't think he can. Because the father's like, you don't know he didn't have enough protein at a formative yeah. age when his brain was cooking. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't like that that was like part of his characterization. Right. And it's weird because it's really just, it's like that moment and like a few other ones, but then randomly like. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it was yeah. just, it felt unnecessary. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, aside I didn't from that, have like, no. I, I'm mad that Hyunseo died, but I, I don't think it was a bad Hyun-Seo? artistic choice. I'm just upset. No, <laughs> she was great. And oh, she was so brave. She was so smart. It was so interesting to have her last that long yeah. and then to just lose her at the last moment is so hard. And then to just have him be taking care of this like young kid and, and like, it was beautiful too. The cinematography was so pretty. At the end with the snowy, like... It was a gorgeous shot. It reminded me of Pontypool, where it's like there's nothing yes. around, but, like, it's still so scary because of what, one, happened before, we know. But it's that big body of water, like, what's out there? I don't know. It's just great. <laughs> I have uh, very little bad things to say yeah. about this film. I really so don't have a lot. A perfect 10 Molotov perfect mishaps. perfect 10 Molotov mishaps. Yeah. Dang. So that... Yeah, that wraps up our discussion yeah. of 
the host, not Stephanie Myers. Not Stephanie Myers. <laughs> you know what? Host. We'll just do that one next month. Yeah. We're like, all right, fine. Fine. You use <laughs> you, you begged you for it. it. And everyone's like, no, we did we not did ask it. for this. <laughs> you know what they did, though? They made fun of us, and they said they made jokes, and now they're getting their come up. Yes. This is what happens when you this make jokes. This is what happens when you're funny. We have Twilight Month coming up next. <laughs> all right, well, hold on. <laughs> now, now I'm back on board. <laughs> He's got the eggs. I gotta find that video of me just pointing and going, Exhibit A! (laughs) I do have that picture. Do you really? I was the one that took that video and picture. Exhibit A. The eggs. Oh, that was our sparkle night. It was. It was a good time. Okay. All right. All right. Sorry. Okay. That wraps up our discussion with the host. Yeah. If you enjoyed your time with us, we would really appreciate it if you'd rate and review on Apple Podcasts. That's the platform that helps people find us the most. But Mm -hmm. anywhere you listen, you can rate and review. And we appreciate that. And word of mouth, too. Oh, yeah, word of mouth. Always nice. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just Cool With It. And every Wednesday, we'll post the movie for the week. Mm-hmm. I didn't post it. I posted. It's okay. okay. We got this. Okay. <laughs> I was like, shit, I didn't post it. It's been really hard. Just so everyone knows. Like, we usually do try to post it every Wednesday. Yeah. But both of us have been wildly busy the last, like, two months. Oh, like, boy, it's oh, just boy. been wild. But we're getting back into it. We yes. just talked about it today, so. I'm, like, scheduling all the stuff I know. Now. I was okay. like, we got this. We got this. Team up to make progress. Team up to make progress. <laughs> Uh, and then you can also check out the extended show notes, which in this case are where we put some memes, but yeah. also all of my sources. Yeah, Kate's got a lot of sources. So many sources. Like every time, but yeah. Yeah, this one I just felt it was like really important to make sure that it's clear. Like, yeah. I did research on this and it's like, important to cover, but I don't have time to talk about it right now. Yeah, which is fair. I mean, yeah. we only have like an hour and a half usually, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so our website is justgoalwithitpod.com and that's where you can see the extended show notes. You could even take a look at our Patreon at patreon.com slash justschoolwithit. And we'd like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons, Kim, Kelly, Nihar, Will, Rachel, Kelsey, Sula, Tim, Beth, Kayla, Meg, Katie, Morgan, Brady, Kenny, Janice, and Brian. We can't ever do like a video of this because no. I dance every time. Yep. And if people see it, I feel I will be mocked. So it's delightful. I just see it's, at the corner of my the shoulders. I, see, like, the... I started doing it smaller so it doesn't distract yes. you. I used to do it big and yep. now I'm like, I went back. <laughs> Just a little shoulder move. This is the shimmy. Um, but also the Patreon's great. Yeah. Join the Patreon. We have Simul watches and horror game streams, which I will put on YouTube eventually. So like you will get the backlog of those. We have so many backlogs and I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it. But we play great games. So yes, I'm excited. And the patrons get to choose a movie mm-hmm. every month. And so like we gave them a choice of four and they have chosen one of them. Yep. And yep. we're not going to tell you what it is because it's a secret. <laughs> you wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to know? join the Patreon? If you're a Patreon. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but yeah, our Patreon's great. So yeah. lots of fun stuff. Yeah. The intro and outro music was created by Anthony Racazella. The cover art. It's by our very own Nikki Sullivan. <laughs> that's, that's me. Like it's a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who, me? That reminds me. I saw, we were going through old family photos uh, at my house the other day, and there's a picture of my entire family sitting on a couch, and for some reason, I'm right in the middle, and I'm like, <laughs> like, smiling. It looks like a sitcom from stinker. the 80s, where I'm like, this is me. I laughed so hard. I bet you're wondering how I got here. I literally said that. I was like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. And I'm like, it looks, and like, I swear to God, I'm the only one that's lit in everything. Amazing. I could not saw. It's that inner radiance. Nobody else cared. I thought it was hilarious, and I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> amazing if i can find it i'll take a photo transcendent yeah transcendent we have, we have so many things to post on our instagram apropos of nothing <laughs> chicken suit we've got we gotta find the chicken suit we gotta find the chicken suit <sighs> we just yeah, that's how we'll end the episode i'll find the chicken suit mm-hmm. and don't worry i'll find it <laughs> <laughs> desperately seeking chicken suit <laughs> i'm 
soon as I said, I'll end the episode on this, I went, I don't know where that chicken suit is. What if I can't, what if I can't do this for them? I, well, I was thinking you say we'll end it on that. And then the episode is seven hours long because you go home, look for the chicken suit. And I'm just kind of like typing on my computer. I'm like <laughs> playing Left for Dead. And then you come back and like, I got it. <laughs> like we can end the episode like, fuck. All right, everyone, everyone hold tight. I'm going to go get the chicken suit. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry.